Hey, everybody, this is Lance Billingsley with How the F Did You Get Here, Episode 1. I'm sitting here with uh, one of my favorite humans in the world, my son, Taylor Billingsley. Say hi, Taylor. Hey, everybody. And we wanted you guys to understand as you're listening to this sequence of podcasts that we are releasing is we want you to understand kind of where it came from and what the inspiration was. So um, I, very few, very rarely are people allowed to have their son interview them on a podcast. So I'm going to actually have Taylor, he came up with some of his own questions and um, hopefully we're able to answer some questions as to why I came up with this. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of questions, like you said, that I came up with. Plus I have some that I think would just be beneficial for the people listening to kind of understand, you know, what this is, why this is, and you know, how you're doing this. So I love it. Let's, um, let's roll. Yeah. I guess to open it, why, uh, why would you say you started this podcast in the first place? Um, I have been um, inspired for a couple years by a lot of people I meet in the real estate community, and they have become extremely successful, whether it's financial or in mentorship or in coaching, and they have done that through their struggles. And I think in being a coach and a mentor and a teacher and even successful in your own business, you kind of get to a point that it's really responsible of you to pay it forward and, and help the people that have are just beginning their struggle. So that's, that's really where I came up with and, and came up with a whole bunch of people that I would love to talk to and, and have reached out to them. And I'm hoping that the people who listen to this podcast really can engage with exactly why we did it. Yeah. Okay. Um, shoot. I mean, that's a, that's a great answer. I, um, I guess the next question could be what, what is like the ultimate goal with the podcast? I know you kind of mentioned to touch the people that are just listening and provide insight and, you know, like you said, pay it forward. Um, but yeah, what, what's the goal with the, the podcast? And the goal is really to reach out to a couple things is I would love to be able to lo- allow people in their version of the podcast is to thank some people that may have been really intricate in their lives that may have been that person who really helped push them or jumped with them or pulled them onto the next, you know, the next over the next hurdle that they had in their careers. And I think we get to do that very rarely in our lives. And more importantly, we all understand that whatever level again that we're at, there are people who are going through very similar struggles. And and if those people can hear it and understand, man, they got through it, I can do it. Maybe I should look for someone that's like that or someone that pushes me or pulls me or jumps with me. And I think that that's really the target person that would be ideal for to listen to the podcast is someone who really understands that there's a struggle in their career, whatever it is they do. This happens to be starting in the real estate space, but it wouldn't shock me if it changed to other, you know, to other businesses and other other successful people. But I think it's important to to pay it forward, and I think it's important to understand that there's people that are going through a lot of struggles right now. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I know that you, you had a poem that you really liked that kind of fit into, you know, the meaning of what this is for. Um, could you go ahead and read that for us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I actually, uh, if anybody's ever read it, it's everyone can't be in your front row and it's really the inspiration for this. Among other things, there's a, there's a book called five people who can't meet in heaven or the five people you meet in heaven. I apologize. And, and this, in this Everyone can't be in your front row. So I really want to read it real quick so everybody understands why it is I'm doing it. And the people that are going to be speaking on this, this is really the focus is who's in their front row. It goes like this. Life is a theater, so invite your audiences carefully. 
Not everyone can have a front row seat in our lives. There are some people in your life that need to be loved from a distance. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you let go, or at least minimize your time with draining, negative, incompatible, not going anywhere relationships, friendships, and family. Everyone can't be in your front row. Observe the relationships around you. Pay attention to which ones lift and which ones lean, which ones encourage and which ones discourage, which ones are on a path of growth uphill and which ones are just going downhill. When you leave certain people, do you feel better or worse? Which ones always have drama or don't really understand, know, and appreciate you and the gift that lies within you? Everyone can't be in your front row. The more you seek quality, the easier it will become for you to decide who sits in the front row and who should be moved to the balcony of your life. Everyone can't be in your front row. You cannot change the people around you, but you can change the people you are around. Remember that front row seats are for special and deserving people, and those who sit in your front row should be chosen carefully. Everyone can't be in your front row. And the author on that is unknown. Okay, I like that. Um, you know, really gives a lot of insight on, on everything that, you know, you're trying to do here. Um, speaking to the front row aspect of things, do you, you know, have either certain instances, situations, or people that you could point to that, you know, you would say are in your front row? It's funny. I don't actually think that there's a certain number of who's in your front row. And, and I think when I first started this idea and I started bouncing it off people, it's really easy to jump to, well, this person made me the most money or this person gave me my first job, or this person is the one who, you know, help help me become a, a person who sells a hundred deals a year. Like those kind of people aren't necessarily who should be in your front row of your life, or in this case, your career is I look at it as a movie and it's a movie of my career. And when we talk to others, it's a movie of their career. And it's a point of saying, you know, the people in the front row are the ones that may not have expected when they walked into the theater to be there, but they're the ones that really understood your strengths and your weaknesses. And were the ones who really helped you get through it. For me, it really starts with an, with a funny question. I don't even know that you know this story, but um, I really got into real estate as an appraiser in 2002 uh, with a with um, as as a as, as an apprentice, and then started really doing a lot of appraisals. And the first person that actually gets into my front row is a guy named Tim Huffman. And Tim gave me my first opportunity to become a real estate appraiser, and it really kind of kicked me out into the field. in in the early two thousands, it was so busy and so crazy. And he said, "You know, I have these contracts that I want you to appraise all these houses out in the Southeast Valley." So I would leave at four in the morning and get home at nine o'clock at night, and really uh, you were just a little one and and I would try to be a try to be a single dad and try to make sure that everything was okay and Tim really gave me that opportunity um I I I wouldn't have even been in real estate if it wasn't for Tim doing that for me so Tim kind of really jumps into my front row um really moving forward is the crash happens in 2007 8 9 and um I decided to get my real estate license in 09 and and sitting in a in a coffee shop with a person that will actually be in my front row here in a minute as well. But um, in 2011 and 12 was extremely hard. And I had your sister who was a couple years old. I had you, you know, you were what, at 12, 13 years old. And I was really trying to keep, um, keep the house afloat, to be honest. And uh, with a college degree and with 10 years as a real estate professional in my pocket to go get a job, I decided to go apply at Home Depot. And 
the next person in my front row is the person that is in charge of hiring at Home Depot. And I would love to thank them for not hiring me. <laughs> it is, uh, it, my life would be so incredibly different right now if they had a called and said it, because I would have, I would have taken that job and jumped and who knows where I would be now. And I wouldn't have, who knows where how successful I would have been with Home Depot, but I wouldn't be able to live the life I do now and have the contacts and the friends that I do now. Um, that really kind of covers a couple of them. You know, that's funny. Um, you mentioned that the five people you meet in heaven, and it's always, I guess, I guess a better way to put it is that you never really know who's in your front row. Like you said, it's easy to jump to who made me the most money or who put me in a really good opportunity to succeed. But, you know, sometimes it does go to those those people, the Home Depot employee reviewing applicants. Um, and, you know, just the, the small things that fly under the radar sometimes are sometimes the most important. Well, you know, in our family, we never really have, have pushed money. It's never been a real big subject for us. Uh, it's, it's, we've never had to struggle with getting it, but we've never had more than anybody else or, 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 you know, I'd never make a lot more money than anybody else. And I've never been money driven. Uh, and, and, and Tim wasn't a person that necessarily helped me make a ton of money. And, and clearly the, the Home Depot guy or gal was someone who didn't help me make a ton of money, but it, it, it really, uh, it, it, those people need to be thanked. And if those moments weren't there, who knows where I'd be. And if I didn't try to start thinking outside the box and get creative, you know, the next couple of people probably don't come into my life. So, um, yeah, I just, it's the idea of you, you never know how someone can affect you until you can reflect on it maybe years later, like I'm doing. Okay. Um, and that'll kind of intro me into the next question. And I guess, final question. Um, obviously you want to make an impact on certain people that are listening to this and you know, that kind of thing. So who do you see as being a good person to interview for the podcast, you know, make that, make that difference for someone? Well, there's a combination of a couple of things that you're asking is, um, I think the person who is ideal to interview is someone who has been through the struggle. And they understand the challenges of being successful in their careers. And they understand the process of hard work and how that pays off. And whatever it is they do in their lives is they do it with intent. They do it with direction. They do it with plan. But they also do it with the idea of passing that on to the next group that's behind them. Um, that, that actually, funny thing is, it brings me to who would be my third person in my in my front row is, after the job at Home Depot did not appear, I had to kind of think Taylor real fast on my feet of, I need to do something. And the thing I've always been pretty good at is being a teacher and a coach. And I decided to go to what was called Weimar at the time, which is an association of realtors. But I went to them and, and their head of education and went to a woman named Melody Hoover who is number three in my front row and, and, and asked her, Hey, you know, I think I can teach appraisal classes. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. And she gave me that direction. And when you say who's ideal for you to, to talk to is those people that can look at that moment and say, gosh, if I hadn't come across melody, would I be a teacher? Would I be an instructor? Would I be a clerk at home Depot? Would I be working at a bank? Who knows? But she gave me that push and then pulled me through the struggles of understanding how to build a syllabus 
and how to do that so the Arizona Department of Real Estate would allow it. Okay, okay. And I mean, with all your experience, um, clearly that that was successful for you. You, um, you know, did a really good job with that situation. Yeah, that, that allowed me to really um, become an instructor and then move into the space of becoming a new licensee instructor. And then, and then I really started to get in the space of coaching and became a, a coach for the Tom Ferry organization uh, and then attempted to really build my own coaching platform. But uh, all of that was, all that really comes from meeting Melody. And in my front row, she would be one of the people I would introduce to everybody and say, this is an integral person in my life and she needs to be thanked. Um, and, and, and none of this really in my real estate career, not necessarily the appraisal side, but the real estate career is the fourth person in my front row is Billy Hobbs. And Billy and I have been buddies since we ran into a coffee shop in 2009, I believe it was. And, and gosh, darn that guy, he was just learning how to become a broker himself. Um, I was learning how to become a regent, an agent, and I decided to go join him at, at his initial brokerage. Uh, he left there pretty soon to go start his own, and I followed him. And then I followed him all the way to the coffee shop in 2011 and 12, where um, there wasn't a lot to sell and there wasn't a lot to do, but somehow we figured it out together. Um, I went in my way of becoming an instructor and going, hey, I think we can do this. He became a coach with Tom Ferry as well. And then we built our own team. Uh, we then merged our team with what became uh, the second largest real estate team in the country. Proud of that. Um, he's now director of operations for them. And I don't have a closer friend or a closer brother in my life. And he has been there for me the entire time in my front row and has never failed me. And I don't think much of my real estate career goes without him being even involved in it. Well, Billy, we appreciate you. That is a very, very kind words you have. Um, that's all that I had for questions or ever in everything. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I, I just really hope that everybody gets um, the intent out of this. Um, in talking to some people that have thought about doing it and that I've interviewed and thought, hey, you'd be a really good fit. Uh, there's a people. There's people out there that have a lot of really incredible stories and. This is not a podcast to to wow everybody or to be fancy. It's not on video yet, but it's in a situation where I, I've had this calling to get out the word to people and let people hear pe successful people's stories, um, especially you know people that, that may have struggles, whether that is women or minorities or just people who have not been as given the advantages of as many of others and if we can allow them to tell their story, maybe they can influence someone that is out there going, gosh, how am I going to get through this? I'm about to jump in the real estate side. I'm about to jump from a safe job where I'm getting a safe salary. I know every two weeks what I'm going to get, and I'm going to jump into a, uh, a lifestyle and a business where I'm an independent contractor, and every dollar I make depends on how hard I work. And I just hope people understand to keep their heads up, to keep moving forward, to work hard. And like I said earlier, work out, you know, work with a plan. But uh, Taylor, I just thank you for this, man. I, 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 one of the other reasons is my voice will always be on this no matter what. And that the fact that we can look back at it is incredible. And not a lot of people know it, but your sister's sitting here watching us too. And I'm blessed to have you two crazies in my life. So I love you guys to death. We love you too. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.